Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back to Season 2 Daredevil, Marvel's Netflix, The Defenders, Daredevil, com- Commentary, Episode 8, Season 2, Episode 8, Gu- Guilty of Sin, Dead. We got a lot of Frank stuff coming up, but we we start where we ended the last episode, look, look which is the shot. pit, with shot. the two of I them. I love this shot. Yep. This and great. And one one of the main complaints of these shows is when I have to do a big CGI shot, like spoiler alert at the end. Oh, end of Defenders. Here they come. This whole building comes down. It looks a little CGI. Let's, watch it now. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks, oh, it looks as great. good I, as... Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it looks great. Yeah. It's all about ex- people's expectations. If people expect something to look 2D and not 3D, it's going to look 2D and not 3D. She just coached them on how to pick these guys up because they have no no heartbeat. So this is my first favorite Electra fight, both because of the, the inside-outsideness of the camera work, the brutality, the fact that it's at the pit, which is, you know, where the pinnacle of the Defenders lands. Again, Dad, you can oh, understand right. why I, if I was running Marvel, would have pushed this up or back, or the Defenders up or back, to beat back-to-back and not with Iron Fist, even though Iron Fist Season 1 is decent. It goes directly, image-wise, mis- uh, <laughs> mythology-wise, fighting-wise, costume-wise, these two wise completely from the end of the series i don't know why they waited go ahead yeah i mean this is a great great fight scene with the yeah. stars flying you know what i mean swords. when i say inside out no the shooting, i don't it, it, it's not just going oh. long shot close shot i mean okay by the way major major foreshadowing right here that he distracting Electra from murdering people who probably should be murdered, Dad. Let's be honest. As crazy Electra uh, yeah. is, he almost gets her killed here for trying to have her not kill, and then at the end. And to me, that's as, as much of an indictment of him as it is a justification for Justi- Jessica Jones killing Kilgrave. She's the one who does the thing, and he consistently doesn't. I hate to say it. Oh, yeah, stick. baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick saves the day. He's so great. He's been a badass on television and film for like a million years. I, I always forget his name. He's uh, like he cuts the guy's hand off. So he stops holding I, on to him. I, 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 I think for me, the two like crossover, like the two Coulson characters that are like in everything of, of the cross the series. My favorite are Stick and uh, Rosario as Claire Temple. I mean, All right. For totally different reasons. Look at him. Oh, man. <laughs> so we saw yeah, Stick you, train him up. You mentioned in the last episode we need to talk about during this amazing intro, Dad, that we see Stick adopt him, somehow get through the church to him, which is interesting because as, right, as screwed up as what the father, whatever his name is, and his you know mom, who's actually his mom, mother, Teresa, uh, the, the, like, they would let Stick in and not know, it, right? That, that's never really explained, that part. Mm, I don't know, but uh, he he thinks he thinks Matthew is such an amateur. He's like, 
You know what? He thinks Matthew's an amateur, and he will again rip into him for letting his balls and and heart instead of brain do the talking uh, yeah. in the defenders. But at the end of this season, when Electra's dead, and they're at the fun- and they're at this funeral service, just the two of them. Stick turns to Matt and says, "Matt, was it worth it?" And Matt says, "Like." your goddamn right is worth it or something like that. And right. stick goes, you are the toughest motherfucker I ever met or something. Like yeah. The, yeah. he, he does it. He, he tries to break down Matt's mental toughness because meant, he's not his t- mental toughness. If that makes sense, it sticks. Yeah. This, uh, this has great comic book lighting. I just, I love the way they, they film this and I don't understand why Matt doesn't take the hands seriously. I mean, he thinks it's, it's all made up. Hokum in, in in a fairy tale you'll see in, in a few minutes when when Stick starts talking about it and and Matt I don't know who who does he think these hordes of of uh, ninjas are exactly you know? he's been told about the he knows about the hand he just uh, okay. he's not indoctrinated he got out way earlier I mean Electra has he's had Electra since the moment she was born basically until fairly recently as we'll, as we'll, as we'll learn. Remember, Dad, I, I think, unless like my recent rewatching is making me re- misremember, she's off the reservation, right? The stick reservation right now. He's coming to help her, despite the fact that she tried to escape or is trying to escape. She's, um, she's flirting with being off the reservation, and, and uh, when she recovers from this wound, then, then she leaves the, the reservation and, and tells, uh, tells Stick to go fuck himself and to leave. It's you know, look at these guys. <laughs> so you know, if you've watched if you watch Arrow, which you haven't watched that, but I have to keep bringing up because there's tons of similarities with stuff in Arrow, Batman too, but especially Arrow, tons of ninja stuff. This is better, even though the budget's lower, um, considering what they're trying to accomplish. The network shows CW. Uh, this is way better, more artistic. You never see stuff. It's all very choreographed. Now, Arrow does have some great moments in the early season when they let just Stephen Amell be brutal, who plays the Arrow on whoever the... That's the thing. I mean, you want the main bad guys and good guys to fighting to be good. And if the, everyone else's fighting is good, right, then you're yeah. happy. And that's what they right. nail, I think, in this show. Right. I can hear. I can hear the show coming through pretty pretty hard on your end i've I've turned it down about 12 times but um the the uh the dynamic range is pretty large on this particular episode at the beginning and why don't you just don't you want you know do the thing with the earphone and the one earbud we'll talk about that later whatever it's fine that's what i I, I put it on on mute for for the screaming scene uh well, the thing uh, it's, it's, it's when you're not talk right when you talk, then it. I think the the iTunes. Sorry, Bizzle guys, listeners. A little inside baseball here. Uh, the the, the I, I, iPhone blocker probably works better when you're talking than when you're not talking, which is both helpful and annoying. So yeah. here they are making tea. Is this when Karen? Is this the next episode when Karen walks in and just goes, "I don't want to even know what's going on." This freak show, like get your shit together or get get away from us, kind of thing. It's this. It's this episode. It's great. Where, great. Where where the, the two of them are tending to her, and uh, and then Karen walks. Look, look at the poison tra- traveling through yep. her, mm-hmm. her circulation system. Yep. 
they did that effect great with Paul Bettany's horrifying bad guy in the Hot Solo movie. God, is he scary? Even watching that movie in the background, Paul Bettany just with the facial stuff scares the shit yes. out of me. But that's the that's that's the practical effect stuff. I know it seems small, Dad, but I'm glad you pointed that out. That's the practical stuff stuff that makes things seem professional and cool and high stakes. You don't need to spend a ton of money on that we've perfected. You know, it doesn't all mm-hmm. need to be special effects. And I think the lack of giant budget. Oh my God! Look at Stick blind. Oh my God! <laughs> he's he's going in for the blades that were poisoned to get them get them out of here. Get them out of her before he pours the the magic potion into her abdomen. I, <laughs> do I mean, you? Think, it makes it, I have so many questions. Go ahead. I have so many questions about Stick. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do you think they specifically cast this actor um, or an actor like this, like a Jeff Bridges? stoned wise crazy southern accented guy to you know like so to be involved with the hand that can barely pronounce the japanese names but you buy it somehow this southern dude like southern yeah. blind dude. it's great matt's from new york he's from the south it helps sell the internationalism i mean look at matt i i appreciate that he loves her stick is horrified <laughs> By this at some level, which we'll get to. But I'm sorry, Karen and Foggy are so much more worth his attention. And this is as someone who you know loves the crazy girls and probably is a 50-50 shot. I end up doing things similar to how Matt does up here. But for normal people, you should find the people who truly love you and are good people, right? If you give right. a little bit of this love to Karen and Foggy, maybe you could help a situation. I'll get off my high horse. Go ahead. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he, he was saying, he was doing his Catholic thing. He is, he's so shook up about her situation. Yep. He's so madly in love with her. I mean, look at him. He's like, yep. he's just, he, he's never gotten over her, smitten by her. As hard as he tries to fight mm-hmm. his feelings for her, I mean, look look at him. Okay, so I have, I, have a cha- I have a challenge for you on this I thought about, because we're talking a lot about we love Elodie, love Electra, which is... You claim that, oh, you know, the, you know, she's a great actress, but she's beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think you give yourself enough credit in the fact that you being attracted to her as an actress and character having to do with her chops. I th- Like, if she was a less good actress, less compelling actress, let's be honest, you wouldn't be as interested, as beautiful as she is. And oh, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just giving you props. But to form this into a question, then what if, if you are in Matt Murdock's shoes – and you can be like, what about him is truly in love outside of just his dick and th- their past? You know, like what's what's there? Because it's not there for him with Claire Temple. And it's not there with him with, with with Karen. That's for sure. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever happened. A blind, uh, a, a blind uh, insecurity thing. Like just because I'm blind, I can't have the hottest girl. Blah blah blah. Sorry guys, just being real here. Could be anything. Well, you know, that whole um, Columbia uh, Law School period when they met, I mean, he was just smitten by her then, her her, her worldliness, uh, her sophistication, um, her, I mean, she, she just emotes a, a pheromones or emits pheromones, so mm-hmm. it's got to be just partially biological, too. Hmm. But whatever it was, she hooked him. She hooked him good. Again, what I love is, well, Foggy's clearly a heterosexual guy, and and Karen is clearly a heterosexual woman. They do swap gender roles from time to time, 
for great storytelling, you know, like him right. being kind of the one that's talking too much with deal with his nervousness and she's kind of more quiet and subdued and trying to calm him down. And look, look, I mean, look, she's got her game face on. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Deborah and Wild Dad, she may come off too girly or whatever feminine at first to some people, to us, we totally appreciate her. She is a talented actress. I think she's really going places. I'm increasingly impressed with both of these two, but especially her. But let's talk about John Bernthal because it's John Bernthal. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean he's just great in, in this scene. He he just so uh, embodies the, the the Punisher. I mean, just he just owns this this role. Well, look at him. I mean, every every nano move is 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 perfect. Um, so I had forgotten. I had been so long between seeing this series and seeing the Punisher, and then coming back, I'd forgotten this guy. <laughs> such a big role to say the least in this because he normally does play this role he plays the guy that you kind of know is the bad guy right as a that's character right, actor right. always but when i saw the punisher dead having not remembered that he was even in here and him just being a dumb but good-hearted commander that frank helped save and then coming back and seeing how dirty he is after all, talking all this good stuff about frank really actually makes him interesting makes this character actor who's done this 500 times literally one of the most interesting performances of the small of the side characters for me in in the sort of uh, you know uh, netflix cinematic universe whatever you want to call it yeah uh, i i agree i mean i was thrown because i you know i know him from other roles and he's almost always a bad guy but but you so buy that he's just a, a, a straight down the middle um uh, colonel or what, whatever he is and then you get that big surprise when he tries to kill karen <laughs> Yeah, well, I, not only that, I, I, sh- but I should as, have seen it coming, but I didn't. Yeah, but 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 uh, well, right. Well, because that, that was that's the that's the only just just a little bit too convenient TV thing. But because of what it does with Frank and her, I, I'm fine with it. But I I will say that this guy is actually likable. If you don't watch the Daredevil series and you just watch Daredevil, he's very likable because he's the only senior guy who seems to be on Frank's side. Everyone else is busting his balls or telling him what to do, leading to him murdering. Uh, you know, which they haven't dealt with that. They're going to have dealt with in Punisher season two was Frank murdering, torturing and murdering knowingly someone who there's at least a 50, 50 chance was, was innocent because of the pressure of the situation. Unless I misremember the Punisher and his various uh, senior officers telling her what to do, telling him what to do. Mm. Well, she's crying. Oh, she's so great. I love the DA. She's a great actress. Uh, she's so, she's even who the DA is mad, but she's, she has tears in her eyes. They, those, the shot they just showed. The, oh uh, no, I, I missed that. Uh, Did she really? Mm hmm. Yeah. Huh. She had a, she had a weird, sad frown and like big watery, shiny eyes. Yep. Oh, wow. Right. This, of course, doesn't help or hurt either sides because this is exactly what a. Let's assume he doesn't go bad, which he does. Let's assume he's just the guy we think here. There's no way this guy in real life is going to talk shit to his subordinate who's gone through hell with, right, in Afghanistan or Iraq, you know? So to me, well, this doesn't help. This, this goes on. This is continuing to make. This, the show, I think the biggest mistake with, with the trial stuff, Dad, is they don't rub in hard enough how poorly the defense case is going right now the, over the last few episodes. To me, is, is how I read it. This, this is a great little mini scene where she's certain that she has him nailed because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. She assumes he, he wasn't there. And uh, how does he know what really, really, really happened? 
but then he you know then he trumps her and says well that that dumb commanding officer was me actually and i'm lucky that all, all i did was lose my arm mm-hmm. the problem is dad well we people will say they love their country and they support the troops ever since your generation came back to not great acclaim <laughs> for things that weren't their fault in the 60s uh from vietnam the, the this is, does not buy as much goodwill in general with the common man of america because people would say on the out on the outside i would say even though i'm the one saying i think people in the army are more unimpeachable in terms of what they go through than cops i think cops are much more easily corrupted than army people despite and because of what army people go through maybe we'll save that here's here's stick for the sleepover oh my god uh <laughs> You're, you're, I'm going to be laughing during some of this, even, even yeah. for non-funny stuff, just because he makes me laugh. Oh. I think Matt just learned that uh, Stick knows Electra. Oh, he didn't know. The war. No, yeah. right. Yeah, he did not know that Stick uh, was in cahoots with Electra. Right. So the question is, Dad, right here, I wish we could pause this. I'm going to save the, I'll save the question so we can listen to this. Right. Okay. Right. Rockland Circle, that's where the, the Defenders showdown is going to take place. We know. Matt thinks it's, it's all bullshit, which I don't understand because there's obviously these powerful. For the same East, reason Eastern Foggy forces. makes Matt guilt tripped in this season, especially in the Defenders, for getting involved when Matt can't, can't not get involved. Matt, Matt realizes this, and he's sad ultimately, even though Stick tries and kills Danny and screw them up multiple times in the Defenders, Matt is ultimately sad when Stick dies because he knows that he is right about this. Um, mm-hmm. and is twisted. He like Matt's at least had what twenty years of normal life at, at some you know like some string like st- stick had never. Okay, well here it is. Yeah. It's ancient. Back then, right? Warlords and their gang. So we know again from defenders that these guys go back thousands of years. The hand makes sense, right? And then there was a you'll see there was an elite group from all of these maniacs who became the hand. Mm-hmm. One of these collections. Mm-hmm. They discovered the uh, uh, the real yep. the real secret, which is how, how to bring people. And this back is to a life. fantasy how- thing, and this is what I do love in theory about this property and some of this Marvel properties is the fantasy stuff, right? It's immortality. Mm-hmm. It says these assholes found that something they shouldn't have found. That's like if a bunch of assholes found. King Arthur King found Excalibur in the Holy Grail, right? But it wasn't. That's why you need King Arthur and Lancelot to them to be mostly pretty good guys because of the powerful stuff they find. This is a fantasy trope. Through and through. I love it. Passed on through history. Free from fear of death. Right? And he's talking about Alexandra. He's talking about, not Nobu, but whoever the Japanese guy is. Madame Gao, obviously. By the way, Dad, I talk about it, they choose their form like the Cylon. So Madame Gao has chosen to be an old lady, when she could clearly be a 27-year-old oh. stunner, now that she's not beautiful in her own way, to, to in order to manipulate people around her and even other hand people like Alexandra, who seems to listen to Madame Gao because she seems like the sweet old Chinese lady, but she's choosing that form. Sticks much younger. Sticks might, might be much older, Dad, than anyone we know in real life, but he's much younger than the hand. Guns, bombs, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Oh, and here's there the first, it is. first, yeah, first talk about Marvel. Flex why God. didn't he release this three months before the Defenders? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't understand. It's like not releasing Han Solo in Christmas, not releasing this before the Defenders. I don't understand. Disney makes some bad release decisions. Look at the moving camera, by the way. Oh, Dad, one of the things you'll love about Creed, guys, by the way, Creed 2, Bizzle gets, an, gets a strong A, great sequel, predictable but amazing uh, sequel. You can tell it's the young black director who's like Coogler's disciple, who's right up in there, as I talk about with the great directors filming <clears throat> on one of those mini cam, like almost, they look like the old Leonardo da Vinci telescopes, like, uh, yes. you know what I mean? Just, f- yeah. That's, yeah. they this live for this stuff. Yeah, this is a great sequence. Uh, the camera rotating around his face. I mean, no Marvel movie has balanced setting up future movies and satisfying current movie as much as this does, in my opinion. Daredevil season two does incredible setting up of Iron Fist seasons, of Defenders, hopefully, you know, obviously Daredevil three, right? But you don't feel like ever at this point that you're being robbed of the now with with this for me. No, not not at all. Right. Not not at all. Without mercy. Now he's talking about the chaste. They're the only protection the world has against the hand. And did so he use the word, is, the word chaste? They, they use, don't use that a ton. They call, they're called the yes, chaste. Yes, yeah, he just did. He did, the, okay. The, the chaste. He just referred to the chaste as, there it is again. Mm-hmm. Matt's just not buying it. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it when it suits you. I mean, Matt's berserk about this murdering business. That wouldn't have been mur- it's self defense, right? But the problem is my moral landscape thing. I agree, but the problem is guys like stick make him question it, and he's not advanced enough in his philosophical studies to, to p- p- handle it. You know, yeah. To be yeah. like, I don't agree with how much killing stick expects me to do, but to kill one or two or three occasionally and deal with it. That's the thing. It's selfish that they don't, the, the, the superheroes don't want it on their conscience. It, it, you know, they, they he attributes oh. it to God or they contribute it to the law or morality. Electra works for me. Here it is. Oh, you're right. This is it. How could he not have put it together? He's so blind on both. I, I say th- these two are the one he's the most blind with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But really quick, before okay. we get to this, before, really quickly, we have to wrap that up because I, I, I overly talked and there was a lot of great exposition there. Um, so we'll, maybe we'll just table talking about the hand a little bit, but I think that was up there with Benicio Del Toro and Guardians of the Galaxy, the Hydra reveal and Winter Soldier and a handful of comic book movie exposition that does work and is great was just happened yes. to stick. Yeah, they, yeah they, they did a beautiful job with it. Yeah. Which is why, by the way, you gone. don't need to watch Iron Fist Season 1, even though you should. Don't listen to the negative people, but you do can just go straight from this to the Defenders because of that stuff. <laughs> so we went, we, went, we went from that um, dramatic yellow-green lighting to this uh, blue, this cool blue lighting. Mm-hmm. This, this episode is filmed beautifully, I, I think. I mean... Yeah, that's not where we're going. She's trying to. Yeah, well, they're yeah they're they're saying that it's uh, it's it's really not PTSD. It's um, the damage that this bullet caused. 
uh, mm-hmm. can make someone. And can I stress one more time tense. that it wasn't just a convenient move for Frank and Karen to be paired up and then to have a fascination. Like it's important that a guy like Frank would be trusting of a woman like her, not in a sexual way whatsoever, just as a human to human way and vice versa is so hard to pull off in television with their age differences, their personality create radical differences, right? And have them become buddies in a way it, it is it, it's so hard to pull off. Oh, here we go. No, sorry. You go, you go ahead on this. Uh-huh. Overruled. Yeah, she's trying to. She's trying to say that this the medical diagnosis is is bullshit. I just don't understand a justice system that doesn't let us talk truthfully in the courtroom and the judge and other side can constantly shut us down from talking truthfully. That sounds like a horrible justice system. That's what overruled and sustained and so forth. You know, strike it from the record. Blah blah blah. It's bullshit. So what's special then about um, Frank's medical condition? He's been through hell. By the way, Foggy's... You can see Foggy's eyes so intense and focused here. You know, he's really taking note. You know who that that redheaded kid is? No. He's the son of the Irish... the, the, The frightening Irish mobster that... Yeah. Well, killed. you know, redheads, we have to be evil, stupid, dumb, funny, ridiculous, or some combination if we're, if it's bad. Until recently. Now that's changed, obviously. Thank God. But in the 80s and 90s, it's pretty much... Yeah. She she treats them like just, just, uh, just any other human being. They Look... I think this proves that that some people have general high empathy IQ and some people have specific high empathy IQ. And these two just have specific high empathy IQ for one another and people like one another, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's a great thing. I mean, they're both caught up in horrible stuff. Karen's done worse stuff than we know at this point when you're watching it for the first stuff. At least, you know, in some people's mind, they'd be considered terrible, certainly terrible to go through, as I keep saying. Whatever you think of Karen did or didn't do, I don't think she's guilty of anything, personally, other than right. trying to work with a de- de- deranged family. Um, here we go. Again, never you we give these lines to ninety percent of actresses of her profile out there. They come off as corny, at least occasionally. She nails all of them. Look at him, and I was going to say that with, with with Charlie Cox and the guy who plays Stick. And these two, the veteran actors are generous in bringing up the younger actors and actresses' game. Um, go ahead. No, I'm, I just love uh, where their relationship has gone. He's yeah. he's just. I mean, he just. But, but is, you can tell uh, with Bernthal that even though he's admitted to being a method actor and he's trying not to be because it hurts his family life, he's been very open about it. Like, he hasn't abused his kids during these roles, but he's very distant from them. He's very devoted to the job, which is great. Christian Bale, we know, is like this as well. You know, Russell Crowe with, with actors. Um, but you can tell the ones that are assholes and the ones that are helping. And even with Christian Bale, where I think it's purely practical, Christian Bale, people will complain about working with him afterwards. But in terms of the onset stuff, I've heard mostly people get along. 
um, he's not, you know, Daniel Day Lewis as well, right? We, whereas we, and we can say that about John Bernthal, he's clearly bringing up these actors when they have scenes either as groups or individually with, with Karen with him. And, and, and Foggy is stubbornly, you know, digging his heels in. He's, he's a, he's a psycho murderer. He's killed, uh, uh, son's fathers. He's so naive. Thing is, if you give Karen super annoying lines and she does the same faces, it would come off as super annoying. Meaning, they—I really believe that they learned from the first season with Karen, even more in the third season. But the one, the biggest revelation for them with, between one and two was we need to write for Deborah Ann Wall as a complicated Deborah Ann Wall, as opposed to force her to be our Karen. You know, the way that I thought that they, I said they, they thought they had a Foggy and they had to write more for this guy than for Foggy, right? I mean, all right. Speaking of two people you don't have to write for. Yeah. This is, uh, this is quite a scene between the two of them. By the way, Matt, go fuck yourself. You just got her killed and you're going to get her killed again. And the third, you're going to get this girl killed three times because of your self-righteous bullshit. And this is where I start going with Electra on all the rewatches and start really Uh getting pissed Uh off about him because he can't separate between what he hates about her life and sticks, you know, situation. And she hasn't really no, been actively sexually or emotionally manipulating him the last couple episodes, at least on the surface. Maybe. Oh my God! Right there, she looks. Do you know who she looks like right here? Mm. She looks like the the princess of uh, of England in, in Braveheart, the French that French amazing French actress who oh. you know, he ultimately seduces and wins over and so forth. Yeah. He's he's learning now that you know he was he was Electra's mission, mm-hmm. but then became a lot more than just a mission for her. I mean, she's so regal. Look at this. She looks like a princess and who's sick yep. and bad. She looks like a princess who's sick and bad. You know me, I got a nose for princesses all all day. And if, if I'm making the one trillion dollar Lord of the Rings or whatever, one million dollar Lord, Lord of the Rings series on Amazon, women like her is who I am casting to be elves and female warriors and so forth. I mean, she so has it. You don't need to. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's not like Keir Knightley. Keir Knightley, you have to dress up and make up up and do stuff with their hair. It's nothing, you know, I mean, Keir Knightley's very pretty, but it doesn't sense that it's immediate. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. He's an eating an apple while all these guys are so talking mad. about the, their, their whole intimate world. He's mad world. at everything, including apples. He's so mad. He still thinks he, he still thinks he can, uh, he can uh, fix her, her fatal flaw, which is her her bloodlust, and we'll learn, we'll learn about that in about five minutes, if maybe less. He thinks with his Catholic heart, he can just save her, then he'll get good side with God and be headed in the right direction. He's convinced himself that the reclamation project of this woman in real life combined with his religious reclamation project is one and the same. Look at him. It's unbelievable. Look at him. He, thinks, he thinks that he can get her to fight it his way. Yeah. There's no way. But he'll find out. <laughs> 
where, where do you see that scene again? Where she slits the kid's throat? Right in front of Matt? Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's yeah, a light but, but, inside of you. Yeah. That's right. She tried to snuff it out. The problem is, Dad, she's too willing and he's not willing enough to do what it takes. That's the problem. And that's why that's this whole critique of superheroes on the meta here. level. Here, here she comes. Yes. Whoops. <laughs> I love What her. the F I is this? Her. I'm sorry. I love her. Look at her. I love this. Re- this is great writing. This is Battlestar writing. This is like skipping 10 scenes. I'm always talking about, I, I should talk about this more. Yeah. I don't want to. I, right. You could make this into a big freak out. Yeah. Right. She's just straight to business. I don't, whatever this freak show is, we need, your friend could use your help. That's all. I'm out. Right. Goodbye. That is, later. that. <laughs> Did you see what Stick said? Nice yeah, meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you. <laughs> L- ladies and gentlemen, that is a way to be a strong, empowered, but still feminine and sensitive woman, young woman in 2018 is to bring things back on your terms, call people out on their bullshit. But if you have someone like he, you know, she's trying, this is her last chance, right? Dad, let me throw this question to you. I mean, this is her last real try with him until Mm -hmm. he comes back to her and late in season three. Yeah. Late, right. Right. Late in season three. But, But until then this, him bombing this, here's what's so interesting. You think he's going to bomb this because he's been so absent and he's removed from them and they won't talk to him and they don't like him, but he bombs it because he tries to make it too philosophical and religious. Uh, it's amazing it's Frank called bullshit and everyone calls bullshit and I, I think if I remember this this big speech you know he's like uh, I don't know well it, it, in in fact he doesn't really bomb it because what really happens is is Fisk uh, has a plant in here one of the cops and, and, and the cops turns turns uh, turns Frank and, no, uh, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, the problem has to do with the connection between them and Frank. Like, Foggy, we've said on the surface, seems to be the least pro-Frank of them, but he's been doing a great job defending Frank on Frank's own terms. Karen's understanding. Matt's not understanding because he hasn't been here, and so he's operating as if this was the opening of the trial, and he's giving the opening speech with Frank Castle on the stand. And it doesn't work on a te- for anyone on anyone's level, and I think it's what sits Frank over the top, or maybe you're saying that Frank's also feeling threatened and so Frank, Frank is getting recruited by, by Fisk um, right that's not this episode yes it is it's right here that the guy on, on his right arm, the guy on his right arm the cop on his right arm says Frank is, oh, is this what you really yeah, really yeah. want well, or okay. you, 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 you know what you really want no 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 let's do it and you can do a play by play of this and we'll talk because I, I actually think that's a red herring but that's very much up for debate I could be well, way wrong I could think I think there's some there's some look at him look how dangerous I think he is now he's wearing think, think about clothes. what you want Frank think about what you want G- gives him gives him a look but this just caused him to go after the DA right call- this causes him to uh well, you'll see when, when he when he um, uh, when he goes off after Matt's little uh, soliloquy, he he goes berserk because he 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 doesn't want to be found not guilty. He he's being recruited by uh, by Fisk to be a hitman for Fisk, 
and and you'll see how this episode ends hmm. with Fisk getting him into the courtyard with with him with the kingpin. Uh, yeah, let, let him let him play this. That He's makes, so good. That makes him not seem the smartest guy. <laughs> That's true. Look at you, this bullshit. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah, this this is this is Karen's plan here. It this is? is Karen's plan to get him to talk about the. Uh, see, there there's the cop again, mm. giving Frank the uh, uh, giving Frank the eye. That's what I'm saying. This is this is like Matt and Jessica's first interview, and the fact there's it goes totally against the way he thinks. Matt, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk less than normal. I don't like a lot of dead air, Dad. If, if you want to watch this, we'll watch this. But I think Charlie Cox tries a bunch of different strategies. They're essentially versions of the same strategy, and all work, it goes to shit. Maybe it would have gone to shit if Foggy was doing it, but I think it would give him a better chance than Matt in this stage. Look, his head, you can tell, to me, he's a good enough actor that I can tell that he's still thinking about Electra and Stick right now, at least 70 to 80% of his brain. And as smart as he is, you can't be focused. Right. He's turning this into a defense of vigilantes as a non-vigilante, as a lawyer. He's saying the cops can't fix it. Vigilantes, blah, 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 risk their lives. And yeah, I don't know. Well, you think that this is a defense for himself? Yeah. It's a defense for non-violent. After that speech you gave Electra before this, thinking that she's now going to be like a good guy, non-killing vigilante. And, and look at Foggy's reaction. He doesn't agree with this strategy. He thought he needed Matt, but he doesn't agree with this vigilantism. Except it's it's irrelevant because Frank has already decided what, what he's going to do. It has nothing to do with what Matt's saying. It has everything to do with what the cops said well no but uh, yeah but 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 they are also operating on the assumption that there's at least a one percent chance that he can get not life in jail or death he already has thought from the beginning he's getting life in jail or death no matter what he's going to give these kids a chance but he doesn't have he doesn't think he has hope or chance he only gets free because of the kingpin. The kingpin tries to set him up. He's to murder 50 people. Spoiler alert. And he only gets right. free because of the fucking kingpin. With the, with yep. the one unrevisited parts of season three of Daredevil, which I was disappointed in. Literally the only disappointment, but I can understand here we, why. Here we go. He's all going to get all dialed up now. Yeah. The, I, I interpreted the cop thing totally different from you. I interpreted it as him being sick of being pushed around by people inside the law. As well as outside the law. Right. It's a circus. It's a charade. Well, you'll see it. As soon as he goes to prison, he gets led right to Fisk. Well, because, because that's all he has. The way he, Before he gets arrested, all he has is killing bad guys. Now all he has is killing bad guys in jail. It, look, he may not be a practical man in our way, but if he could get back on the streets and start killing bad guys and protecting good guys again, he would. And he doesn't think that's going to happen here with these lawyers, and he's right. So he's going to get uh-huh. his peace and go down in flames. Yeah. I'm itching. Yeah. 
This is to, I think this is more for me to, to get rid of any hope of insanity play in my, in my view, Dad, but I could be wrong. It's so complicated, though. Call me the Punisher. Yeah. And they've got, they got shotguns. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, so we end the episode with Fist, but not with the murder death? Or does that happen at the end of this episode? Or no, no. You just end, end with, uh, with Fisk lifting weights, and they, they begin yeah. a conversation with one another. So, again, the, 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 I just want to point out, up till now, it's been the police and the DA who's been corrupt, and then the Punisher series, it's the feds, and then in Daredevil 3, it's with Fisk, it's the feds, but it's the FBI instead of the Homeland Security. I think, Dad, the most believable um, uh, of the corrupt sides of government in these series is the FBI, um, because they're sort of fat cats and working all over the place and, you know, not tied to anything the way the cops are. I, I think the I think the national security apparatus being compromised the way they do in Punisher is sold completely through performance. It doesn't really make sense. But I don't, I'm not as much of a believer in the deep black state or whatever you want to call it. Oh, here she is. Oh, yeah, baby. Tell, yeah, dress them down. Tell Karen. That's right, girl. I'm sorry. I love these strong female characters. I love them. I love them. <laughs> toxic, toxic masculinity. They deal with this in, in Creed, baby. Tessa and... Uh, oh, man. Oh, God. I can't wait for you to see Creed with me. Here's... <laughs> this, this is where, this is where they, they get divorced. Scott Glenn. 1939, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, baby. What? Scott Glenn, this actor who plays Stack. Oh. Who oh. has only... Oh. Since 1939... Has 97 credits, which is like two a year, essentially, or less, which is amazing. Well, he's born in 1939. Born in Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah. you know. So he's, he's not from the South. He's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh, but you can, you know, if you're from, I mean, Dan grew up in rural Pittsburgh. It's basically the South. That's off. He, you you he saw. grew up in Appalachia. There you go. Oh, he grew up in Appalachia. LA, yeah. I don't know. Huh. I think I like Elias nickname because he does it and they have clear chemistry. I'm cool with yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's known her since she was a child. She was Ellie back then. But I, I love Ellie as a name in general, uh, and so it, it, it works great with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, doesn't exactly fit, think of the... <laughs> Oh man, this is great. I could watch this all day. <clears throat> I could watch this all day. I'm hoping that that Daredevil and Elektra is a prequel of their early days together. The first oh, time that'd be they were together, huh. when, he, when she was trying to get him to kill, and he was originally trying to get her not to kill, and then it leads to the scene. That yeah, which you've always been, and, and you haven't told him yet, have you? Uh, he gets slugged by her. He got slugged by Matt. That was a very womanly human thing to do, and not just like I mean, she's really non psychotic from now until the end of the series. Totally. It, totally. It's it, it's so underappreciated. I don't. I'm going to give credit to the writers as well as her because she obviously deserves credit. She really wants to change. In her dying breaths, mm-hmm. she says, "See, I can do it." You know, Matt, I can do it, and then she dies. And then when she becomes the Black Sky and the Defenders, you've kind of earned it in a backwards way, right? Because of all this. I, I don't know. She's great. She's great. And he goes back to his driver and said, all right, these guys are a lost cause. 
we need to uh, get back to our original crew. Let's let's get them. Is this it? Is that get it for band. Is this it for him until the defenders? Uh, I don't know. He's There's so good he's, in the defenders. I mean, for me, Sigourney Weaver was the weak link, but got better on repeat watchings. Uh, um, so it's because of Electra, and you know, just they had less screen time and blah blah. But to me, though, he's the he's the Coulson, like it, it, like big time, like Coulson from the Avengers, Coulson. Mm-hmm. Coulson. Um, the, the guy that you could not have the movie without, even though he's only in five to ten percent of it. You know, like. I thought it was going to be Claire Temple, and Claire Temple did help get it going, and the women, you know, helped get it going. But you needed Stick. You also need this 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 the scene where you have Stick tell he's going to give them the most information of everything's going on, and Jessica gets up and he goes, "Sit your ass down." And you think maybe he's the one guy who can get Jessica to sit her ass down. Nope. <laughs> the next nope. shot is her storming out and telling them all to go fuck themselves. And he's a creepy old guy, and they can go to hell as far as she cares. I love it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, this this might this might be the end of him in season two. I can't think of what what would bring him back. He comes in in the end for Electra's funeral to help with the final battle, save Matt and Electra's funeral. Which oh, well. we, again, we have to assume he wants Electra to die, or he's okay with Electra dying at this point, Dad. I think we have to assume, and so you know, I made a choice. Stick didn't like it. I think for me, the person I'm who gonna- didn't belong in the final episode was the Punisher. I mean. Who didn't belong in the final episode? episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. Look at her. God damn it. Who believes I'm good? These lines, again, in a, in a reverse Karen way, are very hard to pull off. <laughs> I mean, they're broad, they're heavy, but they're just nailing them. Just, I, I can't I, I, I can't rave enough about this cast and how much I think... Let's put it this way, Dad. If we never see these characters and these actors again on Marvel, which would be a huge shame, we must see the people who cast them and the, some of the directors and writers, right? Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is what I always forget. I forget that it's not just this feverish love dream between them the whole time, that there are like a huge chunk of middle episodes in the season, right, where they're acting like kind of normal boy-girl uh, Am I am I wrong about that? No, not not at all. Yeah. Not at all. She's trying, but in three minutes you're going to see she just can't control herself. Mm-hmm. She's got this bloodlust, and she doesn't want to. Uh, by the way, the she, movies she, that Scott Klein is known for are some of our. I think we shared famous movies. I'm going to wait till we watch this scene until I tell you what it is. <clears throat> this is great stuff. I mean, you know, they put levels of lights in the eyes of the actors at all points. There's always lights. But some actors, they just have these huge pupils, like her huge giant brown pupils, that just reflect light. You can't tell if it's where their heads are at, you know? It just... You you can't teach this. You can't teach this. Go ahead. At this point, you think, you know, not having seen it, uh, if you're not... uh, if you've not seen it, you would think, it. well, may, maybe, maybe they'll they'll make it as as a couple. Look, look at this; they're both like like goo goo eyes over each other. But just wait. I just don't like that in all of season three. Not only did he not think about Electra too specifically, but 
He never comes to the question of, what if I just let her kill a few guys in self-defense on the roof that night? What would have happened? Uh-huh. And is, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, it's awesome. He has, a, has an arrow through his arm. Oh, man. Yeah. Arrows are, arrows are the best. This is, this is the thing. So much cooler than, requires so much more skill. Jesus, look at that sword. And guts, oh that is God. a full-on katana, guys. In the West, we'd call that a scimitar, but it is refined in the East, East Eastern sword fighting of the katana. They use almost exclusively curved swords. In the West, normally straight swords. They have their advantages. This is awesome. This is the first straight-up mat on ninja we've seen, I think, right? Uh, like you mean one on one or, or without like, his, if, without if his this, uniform? If this were a video game, this would be Ninja Boss. Like you beat all the easy ninjas and then you get Ninja Boss, and this is the Ninja yes. Boss. Yeah. Yeah, this is right. Yeah. Like Shredder. It's not, it's, and it's tur- Turtles. Yeah. It, it's not Nobu, but he, no. he's boss like. No. Although no, no, you'll no, no, see, no, no, no. he's a kid. No. No, no, no. In video game parlance, boss is just the strongest of a group of type of characters. But then, yeah, sometimes you have an actual character you have to fight. This is just a really, really skilled ninja who mm-hmm. is almost able to... And they haven't introduced the stopping heartbeat thing yet, which is going to cause a huge problem for him and Electra, and especially him. No, they, they, they did the pit scene. That's what I, I said, that she... Oh, that she was it? I was talking too much. I saw yeah, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was at the pit scene. Okay. At the, but, at the very beginning, she, she okay. coached him. Well, I, half the statement's still true. It will still continue to cause problems for him. And Yes. Who do you work for? That's such a Batman thing. Swear to me! Swear to me! Where's Rachel? Swear to me! Gotta love, Dad. You gotta love it. Your girl, Maggie Gyllenhaal, in the best Batman movie, the best female love interest of all the Batman movies, is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Swear to me! Where's Rachel? <laughs> She's the best. Mm-hmm. You're just a kid. Watch this. Oh. <laughs> oh, oops. Sorry. I'm sorry. I believe she's regressed. The thing is, <laughs> Game of Thrones could learn so much from the look at her. relatively look, strange. She, wait, does she smile now is the question? Or is she no, she, her business? She, she, she was just loving watching him die. I don't know. I think she's defending the man that she now loves once again i think look at her no this is not, the dark sky she, out of control she she's not in, this, she this what, what she's done she throws the knife away yeah like, that's what, what i done right in front of matt's blind but, but eyes that's not, no that's not what you initially said was that she enjoyed it she says this way but look she at the did. look in her she did initially i but look at the look in her eyes she's going this I is know, who i am she but changed. she but she doesn't she doesn't like it that this is this isn't this isn't her being confident in her murderousness. It's her acknowledging that it's who she is in her brain. It's different. Uh-oh. Anyways, the fact that we can debate that point... Sh- okay, this is going to be amazing. That The fact that we can debate that point, again, just proves how great of an actress she is because that's what you want from your actors. Alright. Alright, now this should be the last couple of minutes. There, there's the same cop again. I didn't think she had the $5,000 wine, $10,000 dinner look on her face that time that she did as much some of this other murdering. Oh, here we go. So, we know know that Fisk controls this jail. So, here's the thing, Dad. 
Fist controls his jail. He continues to troll it next season in Daredevil, where Daredevil has the 11-minute fight in episode four of season three, which is amazing. Again, controlled by the cops. But but the FBI isn't aware that it that Fisk. It's it's not clear the, the levels of corruption. Who cares? Well, I mean, the FBI doesn't really know what goes on in in the prison system. The, the prison system is an institution. They would that know that one of the biggest urban crime lords in the modern day would have some influence on the crime system and maybe they should be circumspect when they come to visit the police's jail the fbi that being that maybe they're being used and that's why he uses the most naive and usable of them the the indian guy because he is so naive and you know takes takes the bait so easily so they're they're shepherding him to see the kingpin this is great. I remember first seeing this and being like, <clears throat> I didn't think there was going to be Kingpin. And I hope that this is like a great, like two or three episode arc and that's it. And then we get Kingpin in season three. And you know what that does exactly what they did. So God bless mm-hmm. them. God mm-hmm. Bless them. They planted seeds as I'm constantly talking about, you know, I mean, and, it's all about planting character seeds. And and they do this really fun, slow reveal here. You'll see in the next 60 90 seconds which is excessive yeah. in the sense of if you know what's going on and you know these shows you know what's coming probably the only thing that would like scare him and interest him in the situation would be kingpin but nevertheless still amazing to watch just the uh, here you, you don't know whether they're letting him loose or what what's going on and it's like the door to heaven right through here yeah, door to heaven right yeah. right right heaven's door bob dylan's song he doesn't even have to knock, 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 knocking on it. Right, right. He just gets let in because that's how the kingpin does it. So, okay, so now he's in the he's in the workout courtyard. Yeah. And there's somebody straining, and now his body is blocking the guy who's straining. Unbelievable. And all you can see are the the 600 pounds of weights and a mm-hmm. forearm. Uh-huh. I love this slow, slow reveal. But. Which, given these act, I mean, you'll see the training stuff in Creed. What he oh, actually there holds, he's probably doing as much weight as he can. They don't like to use fake weights. These guys, these are both method actors. These two. Yeah, look at him. Oh my god. We even talked about where D'Onofrio's comes from. There it is. I see my message. Uh-huh. Oh. Special guest. Special star. guest. They always you know, they love to do that at the end. Um, yeah. We don't know. Uh, that was great. That we we you know people need to know that D'Onofrio was you know a um uh he was in Full Metal Jacket. He was basically the lead. He was like the kid that was getting picked on in Full Metal Jacket. Um and uh but but unlike a lot of Kubrick actors who don't end up doing a lot usually cuz he drives them nutsos before they mm. become fully formed or whatever he he has had a really interesting career on and off Broadway obviously D'Onofrio and yeah. and, and different things he's people were super excited i think it, it easily he was what sold the first season of Daredevil to all the people who had no idea what else was going on but they knew Vincent sure. D'Onofrio was going to be in it so what a spectacular um, villain 
Yeah, which is great, especially if you see him in his first role in Little Jacket as Private Pyle, who is the fat giant baby, as I call him, because he does look like a giant baby, who's getting picked on and beaten on by his compatriots and his superiors, and then eventually gets accepted, but only because they're in Vietnam and it's so horrifying, and so they have to come together, but he's still getting picked on. You know, like, it's just a brutal story all around. Uh, uh, like, being the fat guy who gets... Uh, gets uh, <laughs> It's forced into Vietnam. God help, God help that person. But um, wow, another amazingly um, uh, uh, complicated and multi-layered episode that felt like a movie. Last thoughts, and I have a, a note Absolutely. on Scott Glenn, and then go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think the more the more you watch this series, I mean, just it's done so skillfully. The writing, the cinematography, the acting, it's great. It's great. So uh, Scott Glenn was in uh, a significant, you know, like secondary roles in movies such as The Right Stuff, Silverado, which of course is uh, the somewhat underappreciated, but I think mostly loved um, uh, um, Western from the 80s by um, Larry Kasdan is like held up with Star Wars and Indiana Jones is one of his best works silverado hunt for red october silence of the lambs backdraft training day born ultimatum i am on board with all those movies so this guy knows what's going on but he is definitely stick is scott glenn and (laughs) it's you you want if we had just gotten this uh, this season we would have been like oh we want more stick but with another reason that we're going to go back to the defenders i think you and i and hopefully get other people to go back is for more stick because he's so great in that he's great He's great. Yes. All right. All right, Papa. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, Another great episode. Yeah. Um, Clancy Brown, by the way, is that character actor who's in everything, who's always the bad guy that looks like the good guy that looks like the bad guy. Um, Frank's uh, military person. Um, uh, Clancy oh, Brown oh, mm-hmm. is his name. And just as a, in comparison, the reason I mentioned 90, fewer than 100 projects for Scott Glenn is Clancy Brown is almost 300. Um, and is oh well goodness. 20 years younger um so you know it just depends what you want to do and what you want to take and yes the main thing i'm trying to find is what the next episode is and i'm having trouble finding it uh so we can tease that to Bizzlecast listeners for next week do you have that in front of you by any chance um I don't here we go well, the episode we just watched was a 9.1. We are about to see a 9.5 episode, uh, according to IMDb, called oh Seven Minutes in Heaven, uh, which I believe is a lot of Frank murdering horrible people in jail. And so it's like the one time you can... It's That's the thing these shows do. They like get you behind murder briefly until you start questioning yourself. That's the whole moral landscape thing. You're like, these are the worst people ever. Like, sure, they'll die. Like, you know, but, oh, but wait, should we be killing them? Like, that's the... That's the whole thing. But um, also, Foggy and Murdoch question the future of their firm, and Karen is still not giving up because that's Karen, and she's what yep. puts them together, and she's what brings them together in the end. God bless her. Um, and She uh, is never going to give up, that never girl. Never going to give up. And you know mm-hmm. what? She she wins. Her her She bridges the, the, I, I, the, the sort of... Uh, 
foggy-esque um, legal idealism with the understanding that things like vigilante justice and so forth has to happen occasionally that Matt does, and that's what brings them together, yeah, yes. I think, right? Yes, so, right, absolutely. All right. all right, Papa B. All right. Well, happy Hanukkah. It's a little early for most Back people's again. holidays, but we of the Jewish faith are celebrating Hanukkah and very excited about showering our nephews with way too many toys, and it's going to be amazing, and we can't wait. Um, actually, we probably could get him a Daredevil, an Electra toy. I have to look. I- I'm sure oh, they're yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. So, all right, Papa B. Guys, we'll be doing right. about once a week. I got uh, Simi tomorrow night doing commentary. Oh, nice. leave as a surprise for now. Uh, I mean, I'll tell Papa B, but for you guys, I'll leave it as a surprise for now. And um, that is, we've got a couple more before the end of the year. Going to take it a little slower and then pick up again in 2019. So, thank you, everybody. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.